Welcome to the podcast, in fact the first podcast from the NCETM, the National Centre for Excellence in the Teaching of Mathematics. My name is Steve McCormack, I'm the Communications Director of that organisation. And today we're looking at the interface between GCSE maths and A-level maths. In particular, we're going to be talking about the requirements in GCSE grade terms for students, those Year 12 students just after their GCA ECSE to start A-level maths. This was touched upon in a recent blog post by Charlie Strip, the director of the NCTM. The post covered lots of ground in the post-16 maths landscape, but fairly prominent was Charlie's assertion that a grade 5 at GCSE was good enough for a student to be allowed to start A-level maths. In fact, he urged schools and colleges not just to allow these students, but to encourage them to do A-level maths with a grade 5. Charlie's here with me now and we'll be hearing his arguments in a moment. The blog post provoked discussion in the maths jungle and flushed out a range of views in this area, some agreeing with Charlie, some arguing against. And one of those on the other side of that debate is Rob Beckett, who teaches maths at a mixed secondary school with a sixth form in London, and Rob is also here. And joining us on the phone are uh, a couple of other uh, teachers, stroke people who work for the NCTM, who will also be engaging in that conversation in a moment. That's Gemma Sherwood, who's head of maths and an SLE at a secondary school in Worcestershire. She wrote a blog about this very issue recently. And Carol Knights, my colleague, Charlie's colleague, secondary director at the NCTM. But let's start with Charlie and Rob sitting here with me now. And let's just get a basic feel for the sort of ground where they're going to make their arguments from. Charlie, in a nutshell, if possible, why is it your view that grade five should be enough and should lead to teachers encouraging students to go into A-level maths? Okay, I think that um, there's an issue about some students are late developers in maths and can um, thrive later on um, if they're encouraged to do so. I also think that um, a, a wider point about A-levels and GCSEs in general is that um, in almost every subject, well, I think just about every other subject, if you have a, a grade B in an old GCSE, or you have, I think a five is a kind of a, a low B, maybe on the new, on the new uh, maths GCSE, yeah, students with that background would be allowed to embark on, on an A-level in that subject. And I think that maths suffers from the idea that... Um, that it's felt that you've got to be you know, an A-grade student to be able to go on and do maths at A-level. And maths A-level numbers have increased very significantly in recent years, and in fact they've increased drastically relative to the size of the A-level cohort as well. Um, and that's a really encouraging thing, but it's the case that um, more than any other A-level, the, the entry for students who, are doing, who want to do maths A-level is often um, determined by barriers that are put up by a school, and if you look at the numbers, the, the proportions of students that are doing Mass A-level with different grades at GCSE, it's very dominated by students with A's and A-stars, far more so than other subjects, and partly the result of that, the results that come from Mass A-levels are that Mass A-level is a, has a hugely negatively skewed grade distribution with a very large proportion of grade A's. Okay, we'll dig into that detail of the statistics in a moment, but Rob, wh what's your basic standpoint? Um, well, I think that um, grade five is possibly a little bit low for an entry mm -hmm. requirement, um, just because, as, as Charlie's pointed out, it equates to kind of a low B. And in my you know, limited experience, um, B, those students getting grade B at GCSE have always found 
A-level yeah. maths, AS-level maths, very difficult. And um, they, they struggle, and despite support from teachers and from schools, uh, they, they often, a large proportion of them, don't carry on through AS and A-level. Mm. Um, and, that, and that causes some concerns. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's get Gemma and Carol uh, on the line as well now and, and find out where they're coming from, and then we'll dig a little bit more deeply into some of the, the detail. Gemma, what's your standpoint? Um, I'm with Rob on this one, actually. Uh, I'm a bit concerned that letting students with a grade five do A-level maths is setting them up to fail. Um, A grade five, if we consider it as a low B, um, which is something that we probably need to address in a moment anyway, uh, doesn't necessarily show that a student has a good enough background knowledge in order to access A-level maths properly. Um, And my big concern is that you're letting somebody onto a two-year course that they can't really change from with the new changes in A-level, which means you're setting them up to spend two years doing something that they will ultimately not do very well on. And thank you, Gemma. And Carol? I'm I'm mainly with Charlie, but I do have sympathies with both Rob and Gemma. Um, So I I feel that grade five students ought to be given the chance to to do A-level maths because actually a a reasonable proportion of them do actually get a grade C and above at A-level. Um, so I, I, I agree with you often have late developers as well. So I think that's, that's a real sort of um, important point to bear in mind. Um, but I do take the point that there are also a, a number of students who um, may not achieve that. So we don't want to set them up to fail. It's okay. a balance. Okay. Um, Charlie? Well, I think I'd like to agree with Gemma. I think that, that, that there is a real problem that, that um, now that, that the standard... Um, offer for students starting in year 12 is to do three subjects and choose them in A-level, but that does make this a much more difficult situation. And I would feel that um, if it's if in, in a school or college where only three subjects are being offered, I think that it's a much more difficult decision to say somebody with a grade five, have a go at, at, at doing maths AS at least and see how you get on with it because it will be very valuable to you if you succeed because they are burning bridges in that situation. So something that I, in fact, I probably wish I'd said in my blog, actually, is that I feel very strongly that um, the AS levels in both maths and further maths are extremely valuable qualifications in their own right, and that students should be thinking about, students that are, uh, should be directed towards doing some maths post-16 at level three if they succeed in their GCSE, and students that with a grade five that want to do something quite mathematical should be, be, have the, the chance to do maths AS as one of four subjects that they might then specialise in in year two, because I agree that, that, that the change to what schools are offering in terms of making students specialise early does mean it's a very high risk for a, for a grade five student. So that's that's a, a, a point I, I, I accept. Let's try to dig into the statistics. We'll come back to, to you in a moment, Rob. Charlie mentioned some statistics and Gemma responded to these in, in, in your blog, Gemma. And these, you, you briefly touched on this in your introduction, Charlie, these cover uh, the, 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 the typical GCSE grade which an A-level math student has, and comparing that with the practice in other subjects. Just could you just cover that again, please, Charlie? Um, yes. Yeah, so, so there, there's a, a, a very high proportion of students who have um, who who start maths A-level have got a very high A or A star grade in in their GCSE, and a very high portion of students that take maths A-level get A or A star grades, and that that is isn't reflected in other subjects. It, it's very different to other subjects in its grade distribution, and um, it, it, so it is great news that the number of students that do that, that are choosing to do A-level maths has grown very significantly over recent years. As I say, that is that is a, a real growth compared with the 
that with other subjects and compared with the total number of students, the, the, the total number of A-levels taken, it's gone from, I think it, since 2010, it's gone from around um, around 9% of people A-levels taken to about 11.5%. And numbers have gone from 70-odd thousand to 90-odd thousand. That, that, that's a big positive change. But I feel maths is so important and um, the, the, the the, the, the careers that having a mass A-level can open up to you are so great that, that those numbers should be even higher. And the fact that they have been growing so strongly indicates to me they can continue to grow. That growth hasn't kind of levelled off, it's kept going. And I want it to keep on going even after the reforms to the, the qualifications. And you conclude from those statistics, don't you, that uh, this means that uh, stu GCSE students with a B or a C, now a 5 or a 6, are perfectly capable of getting yep. and passing A-level maths. You just equated a, a five with the grade C, Steve, and I don't agree with that. Um, but but but, um, well, but, 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 but I, I think that um, I think that, that students are capable of succeeding. I think that what one issue I also feel is that um, is that people that are teaching A-level are very used to having students in front of them who've all got who've got A's and A stars, and it it does require um, you know it will require some some, some changing teaching stance in some cases. Although I think that. Yeah, the, the, the case for fives is is more difficult than the case for sixes, certainly, but I feel that, that we, we need to look at the way we're teaching as well and, and think about how we can really support students to get those those lower grades possibly available, but to pass. Rob? Yeah, um, well, in the past, with a, a B-grade student, um, it has been possible to get a B in GCSE maths without succeeding at basic algebra skills. Uh, which is obviously a, a quite an important skill to have in order to study A-level a maths, and that's a similar concern for, for grade five, uh, based on the fact that to, to get grade five you needed 28% in, in, a, in a higher paper, which is means that 70% of the paper potentially is is either not answered correctly or not answered at all. Um, so that that gives some concerns on terms of their their prior subject knowledge before coming onto an A-level course. Is it sufficient? Uh, and although obviously schools will support and teachers will support those students if they were to enter onto that course some of them will be late developers but um, a large proportion of them will will find it very difficult struggle and, and potentially not succeed and you've got this this issue again with the um, with the two-year course and how do you know lots of schools aren't doing a AS uh, exams at all how do you know if they're gonna if they're gonna succeed after after two years Gemma, you, you, you grappled with the statistics that Charlie used in his blog post, in your blog yeah, post, didn't you? I did. And I think Charlie must be looking at some different uh, data to me in terms of the number of students taking A-level maths, actually, because the data that I found on the government website suggested that um, the, the proportion of students taking A-level maths, the proportion of the whole cohort of A-level students, has been around about 25% since 2010. Whereas, and, and the reason the raw numbers have gone up is because the cohort has gone up. But I don't know if we're looking at completely different data right. here, so I'd be interested to see there. Okay, Gemma, um, sorry, I'd invite you to have a look at, have a look at the JCQ data, which actually gives the, the number of A-levels taken each year, how many students took each subject, what grades they got, and um, the, the, the actual size of the... The, the number of A-levels taken each year has been reasonably stable, has gone down a little bit. And against the background of the total number of A-levels going down, total number of mass A-levels has gone up. And mass A-level is now the most popular A-level. Um, five years ago it wasn't, English was. And if you look at further mass similarly, it's, it's moved uh, dramatically up the table in terms of 
the number of students that take it relative to other subjects. So I'm not I, I, I'm not really quite sure about where your data are from, but I'm I'm absolutely confident in mine. I have to say, but cohort okay. size is no, slightly the one, different. The one I found with a table on the uh, the government statistics website on gov.uk, on gov but I shall I shall have another look in case uh, there's something else out there. But anyway, um, the other thing that I was was uh, really concerned about was this idea that. Um, I think students with a grade B traditionally mm. um, do are, are capable of doing well or having success was your word or succeeding. Yep. Um, I think this is a very relative term. And my big worry is that when I looked at the data um, from my school and there was another teacher called mm. Adam Crean who very kindly gave me data from his school, what we noticed over the last seven years is that students with a B grade are high, far more likely to get a D or an E or a U. Mm. Um, and particularly the U grade are mainly taken up by these students with Bs. And the other problem we've got is the fact that uh, we don't know how many students start, have started A-level maths mm. with a B and then dropped it at, the, at, at, at AS. So we don't know how many of these students have then gone on to get an A-level and, and compared with how many didn't continue. So it's almost like there's a bit of a, a, a survivorship issue there in the data, um, and we don't know how reliable that is from that point of view too. So Charlie, are you taking into account the did not continues? I think that the, the did not continues, it's actually very difficult to get data on did not continues, as, you, as I'm sure you're aware. But the issue for me there is that um, actually did not continue but passed an AS level in maths is still actually a very useful thing. Um, and those students, you know, if they're going on to do to do um, higher education or, or employment that involves use, use, using maths at a fairly at a level beyond what's required for beyond what GCSE will prepare you for, I think they've actually done something very worthwhile. Um, so, gone. Sorry, no. Then, from my point of view here, is that um, I I would love for everybody to do A level maths because obviously I think maths is wonderful. But it feels like there's a bit of a, a bigger responsibility here. And if a student is more likely to get a better grade on another subject, then I, I would say in most cases they should do that other subject because that means they're more likely to get onto degree courses. And um, a, a D or an E in maths isn't, I don't think, going, it's not going to be ultimately better for a student than an A or a B in another subject. Rob, is that your policy at your yeah, school? Um, well, at my school, um, I'm kind of in a, in a slightly more privileged con uh, situation as I, I was working in an independent school. So our entry requirements for AS is uh, an A uh, at IGCSE or, or an 8 next year from, uh, from normal maths. Um, obviously, my, my personal view is, is that uh, a 7 and in some cases a 6 would be okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that... What about this area... Uh, 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 an A or a B grade at A level is far preferable than a D or yeah, an E I, I at maths. I think that um, in terms of continuing from AS into A level, um, we we need you need we need C's uh, at my school, and I and I, and I think I agree with that. Um, I, I'm, I'm with Gemma in the sense that a D and an E. Um, I'm not sure if the students would see that as a success necessarily. Mm. Some of them may, of course, um, but. It's questionable whether they would see that as a success, considering how uh, much C's are um, determined as a pass, uh, are perceived as a pass, I should say. Carol, are you with Charlie on, I think what Charlie is saying is, any type of pass at A-level maths is good for that student's future, even if it's an E. You agree, Charlie? I, yep. Mm. I, I think what it comes down to, though, is about what's right for the student. And what Gemma said was... Um, if, if they're able to get a better grade in a different 
subject, then, you know, they should perhaps pursue that subject instead. But I think one of the problems is that um, often the students haven't even got that choice because the schools put in a barrier of you have to get a grade seven or above to to come onto our A-level course. And so they they haven't even got the um, the option to make that choice. Um, so for the student, they might say, actually, I, I, maths will really serve me well in my degree. And even if, if I come out with a, a you know a D, that's probably going to be better for me than a, a C in history. Sorry, history. Um, but it's <laughs> you know so so it, we have. I think you know students ought to be have the option to make that choice. Well, I think it's where you draw the line, though. We let students come on with a six at our school, and we've always let them on with a B. And we we understand or recognise that in most cases they're going to struggle, and we provide a lot of extra support for them. Mm. But we don't say no. Um, the big my, my my concern here is a five is so very different then to a six. I had a look at the grade boundaries of the new GCSE compared with the old GCSE, um, and we know that um, a grade seven has been pegged with the proportion of students nationally who used to get an, an A or above. And on the old GCSE, it, it was around about, I'm looking at Excel here, it was around about 70% to get an A or above. Um, and on the new GCSE this year, it was 52% to, uh, on, on the papers to get a seven or above. So already that shows you that the grade seven students um, have a, are not doing as well on these papers as they were on the old papers. Now, whether the conclusions you draw from that could be varied. But also, then, if we look at a grade six, um, 40% on the Edexcel paper this year got your grade six. And an old grade B was about 53%. That was on the previous year. So already, there's a big difference between the percent you need to pass or to, to get a certain grade on the new GCSE compared with the old. And Rob's already mentioned that 28% got you a five on the higher paper, which is a, a huge amount of the paper that either students haven't understood or possibly haven't even been taught. Um, which means they're going to have massive, massive gaps going on to an A-level course. And not to mention the fact you can get a five on a foundation paper as well. So mm. if you were to allow students on with a five, do you say you can only have a five on higher? Or do you say, or would that be unfair? But if they've only been taught foundation, again, there's going to be massive, massive gaps there. And I don't know if two years of a course, when you've got to teach A-level as well, is enough time to fill in those gaps from GCSE too. Charlie, you spoke recently uh uh, against the, the lowering of grade boundaries because you thought it was unfair on students and, and uh, you, you thought it was perverse for something to show how much a student didn't know yes. rather than how much they did. Yes. Can you uh, reconcile that with your I, I, your I, view in this discussion? I, I think what I've got here is that, um, that, is that I, I feel that the structure of the new GCSE is, isn't what it should be. And actually, I would. I, I think that the I'm very, very happy with the content of the new GCSE, and I'm very happy with with with, with how it can uh, how it can um, stretch and, uh, and challenge really high attaining students. But if, in terms of the tiering structure of the new GCSE, I feel that that um, it, it it leaves a bit to be desired. And I'll, I'll say more about that in the future, I'm sure. Um, the point about um, it's a lower percentage on the new GCSE compared to the old one. I think psychologically that has a very bad effect on students, and that, that that's one of the things that I really don't like about about that, those low grade boundaries. But in terms of what the students have learnt, I think I'd argue possibly that what they've learnt in the new GCSE is more relevant to them being able to make a good transition to A level to A level than some of the things that, that, that they might have picked up marks for, those extra marks on the old style GCSE. And also, it's a new qualification, it will take time to bed in, teachers will take time to get used to it, and over time, I sincerely hope that even if the structure of the, of the tiering isn't adjusted in any way, those grade boundaries will move up. 
Let's get Gemma and Rob on that. The, the new GSEC, it's only very recently arrived. It hasn't bedded in yet. But in principle, do you agree with Charlie that once it does bed in, the content that students will have been exposed to, even if they don't do absolutely perfectly in their GCSE exam, will be a better preparation for A-level, Rob? I mean, possibly. Uh, I've still got these concerns, though, with, with, with uh, a grade five being um, even if the grade boundaries are just and, and go higher slightly, um, with it being related still to, to an old B, do they, will they have uh, the, the sufficient kind of algebra uh, skills? Will they have the right, the right skills in order to access um, the early part of the A-level course? Um, as uh, Gemma mentioned before, you can get five on a foundation paper. Um, will those students that have done the foundation paper, will they have seen some of the stuff, the, the required content um, to, to start an A-level course? Um, from my perspective, it, it, you know, I can, I can kind of see where you're coming from and I'm, and I'm all for, as, uh, as Gemma said as well, all for increasing participation. Mm. I, think, uh, I think we all are, um, but I'm not sure that uh, this, uh, having a grade five as the entry for it is really the way, the way to go. Gemma, what about the, the new GCSE content? Better preparation for A-level, question mark? Yes, indeed it is. Um, there are already things on the new GCSE that used to be on, on A-level, so absolutely. Um, I, I'm interested in the idea that if the grade boundaries rise over time, then is a five acceptable? And I suppose in theory it could be, but I think they would have to rise quite a lot for me personally to be happy that a student then coming with a grade five um, has sufficient prerequisite knowledge not to struggle. Charlie? And I mean struggle a lot. Mm. Charlie? Okay, I think that um, the foundation series is an interesting point and I think I would be very, very wary indeed of allowing a student who had done the foundation series to move on to, to, to study um, maths A-level. But on the other hand, w would that student aspire to do that? I think that um, also we're not talking about every student with a grade five doing A-level maths. We're talking about students who really want to do it and have got a reason for doing it not being prohibited from doing it by entry requirements. Um, so I think that grade fives going on will, will be an exception because, you know, but, but, but I don't feel they should be excluded. I think that, that there should be far more grade sixes going on and I think that um, that would actually make the, let's say, the, the grade distribution of A-level maths would, at the moment, it's, uh, it's actually, I've heard people say it's a cause for celebration that so many people get A's in maths A-level. I think actually it's not. It shows that there's lots of people that should be doing it that aren't. And that really was the underlying point of my, of my blog piece. So, uh, Gemma, Rob and Carol, here's a question. Do you agree with Charlie in this respect that we should be trying to get more students who don't do fantastically well at GCSE, the middle sort of range of GCSE results, more of them doing A-level maths? Can I, can I come in on this one? Yes, uh, Carol. I, I think there's um, the, one of the problems is that we haven't got very recent national data but the data that I have from 2010, which is quite a long time ago, was that 84% of students who got an A-star went on to A-level math. So if we're talking about targeting students who gain other grades, it, it kind of has to be, because we, we've almost reached the limit of A-stars who go on to A-level. Um, so I agree, we certainly ought to be thinking about how do we target those not quite A-star students, but maybe the, B's, the old Bs and Cs, which would have equate to the new sort of fives and sixes, really. Gemma? Well, um, I, I think I, I can agree with Carol there. I, it, it's A-stars or the, the new eights and nines are definitely wanting to go on to do A-level math in my experience. 
Um, but in my school, we have lots of grade seven students as well who've opted to do A-level maths. There's not so many sixes, and I think it's almost self-selecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's because of what I mentioned before, where they, they see that there are other things that they have done better in and therefore choose to go on and pursue those. And I think, and, and that's not through us discouraging them necessarily, but I think other students, uh, the students who have done better in other subjects naturally want to carry on with the things that they feel better at. So it's an interesting one because I'm not quite sure necessarily how we can encourage more say grade six students to do it um if they are better at other things but definitely grade seven students should absolutely be allowed to and encouraged to rob does any of this make you think i'll I'll at least have a conversation with a couple of grade six students to see whether or not they've got the motivation the desire and whether we as a department might help them into a-level maths well absolutely I, i I mean, I don't think we should we should have this kind of blanket. Um, this is the entry requirement. I think we should consider the individuals. So there will be individuals with grade sixes uh, who certainly should 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 go ahead and 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 do A level maths. And it's all about kind of making sure that we we do encourage people who are going to maybe struggle but succeed um, rather than um, as Gemma mentioned earlier setting up some students uh, to, to fail the course because they they may be interested in doing it but but will really really struggle uh, despite support okay um, I think we, we, we we've probably fleshed this out but uh, I'm going to ask for any, anything else people want to say Charlie is champing at the bit okay well, well there was another another point in my in my article which which didn't get picked up on was the idea of, of the, the gender profile of mass a level and actually if we could just make it so that the, the, the same number of girls as boys did mass a level that, that that would that would greatly increase the number of students doing a level which uh, doing a level mass which think would be would be a good thing generally in terms of the mass education of the, of the country and it also be very good in terms of the added opportunities that it would it would enable more 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 young women to have because young women that, that could be choosing mass available aren't doing that and um actually there's lots of evidence to show how what great advantage having a mass available it gives you and and i feel that 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 part of the article also um need, needs some attention is this our girls who are not choosing maths a level is this a great untapped source of future a level numbers rob in your view um, yeah, certainly. I think I'm, I'm completely with Charlie on this. I think um, we should be encouraging uh, more girls to, to take A-level maths. Um, the question, I suppose, is is how? <laughs> um, and I suppose the uh, part of the, the new level three um, support that's being introduced soon is that's part of the role for that. Um, but I'm not I'm not too sure what, what else we can do. Mm. Gemma, do you see that? Uh, have you got an answer to Rob's question? How do we increase, bring the number of girls doing A level maths up to that of boys? Not a definitive answer, no. But I know in our experience, good female role models in school in maths really help. So we have some very strong female maths teachers, um, and we find that our girls respond very well to that as well. Um, so we do have large numbers of girls taking up A level at my school. Um, and I'm almost certain that it's down to the fact that we have so many good female math teachers as well as male ones. Carol? No, I absolutely agree that um, the, the girls need to, we need to encourage more girls to take A-level. Um, I think one of the issues and is that at GCSE, uh, the, the pass rate for girls at sort of grade 7 and above and, and at grade 4 and above has actually dropped since um, 2016. So there's, there's been a shift in pass rates overall, but it's mainly come from girls. 
So I think we've got an issue at GCSE with girls that, and then thinking about progression to A-level. It sounds to me like the content of a, a separate podcast discussion. Uh, but Charlie, Absolutely. again? OK, well, I suppose a, a final point. I mean, Steve, Steve was, was sounding as if the, the, the aim of what we're doing is to try to increase the number of people doing A-level maths. What we're trying to do, actually, is to, is to increase the, the, the opportunities that, that come to young people because they've done A-level maths. So it's not an end in itself. It's the idea that having a more well mathematically educated population will, will, will be good for individuals and good for the country as well. And um, I think that, that we, we've got to do what we can to try to make that happen. And both, both the gender issue and the issue about um, putting barriers up that prevent some students who would benefit from actually even having the options to do A-level maths, I think that those are things that must be addressed. Thank you. Anybody else got anything burning which they really wanted to say, which they think uh, uh, affects this conversation we've been having? Uh, what, what do you think about, um, about the core maths qualification? Okay, I think the core maths qualification is, a, is an excellent qualification, but if you're somebody who wants to go into a very mathematical um, job, and when I say very mathematical, that, 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 that's, that's a very large number of jobs these days, then I think that um, actually having, um, I mean, the, the, a, core, a key difference between core maths and maths at A-level is that there's no calculus in core maths. So it, 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 it does all kinds of very useful things, and I think it's a fantastic qualification. But for people that, that need that have a, a more um, more mathematical aspirations, engineering, technical work, science, all of those things, I think that um, that if they are able to do AS A-level maths, I think that that's a, a better preparation for those people. Any response, Rob? No? Okay. Gemma, quick quick comment about core maths? Do you do, uh, it, do, you do it at your school? Can I do a quick comment on core maths? There's a lot to say about that. <laughs> uh, we do do it at my school. It doesn't have a huge uptake, actually, but I think because... What we tend to find is that students who want to do something um, mathsy later on, or something that requires maths, like um, Charlie said, tend to do A-level maths. And then those who don't want to go in that direction don't really see the point in core maths. I don't think they quite understand why they would do it. So that's uh, it, it, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a bit of an issue there. Um, well, we'll, we'll definitely. Too much to go into now, I think. Yeah, we'll definitely pick this up in a future podcast because core maths, in its own, own right, is a is a is a great uh, topic for discussion. And there's plenty of fantastically successful stories in core maths around the country, as well as schools who haven't really, really grappled with it or understood it yet. But on the um, entry requirements for A level maths, Carol, anything you'd like to add which you haven't said yet? No, I don't think so. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, this, uh, thank you, Charlie. If you want to read Charlie's blog post in depth, it wasn't just about this uh, entry requirement of A-level maths. It was about the whole post-16 maths landscape. You can find that on the NCTM website. Look for Charlie's angles. Gemma uh, has a blog. She blogs uh, frequently about maths education, and that is at gemmaths, J-E-M-M-A-T-H-S dot wordpress dot com. She tweets at at gemmaths. Rob tweets at at R Beckett with two T's underscore Y D. And Carol just does a fantastic job as NCTM secondary director. And all of those details uh, will be on the episode page of this podcast and on the NCTM website. So thanks for listening to our first podcast. This will be the first of many. And uh, for now, goodbye. <laughs>